0: Hey, you're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. In this episode, why everyone is mad at Drew Barrymore. Drew was getting a lot of flack for bringing her daytime talk show back without writers in the midst of a writer's strike. The blowback has gotten so massive that this week Drew was uninvited from hosting the National Book Awards, which honestly makes sense an award show honoring writers. Anywho, we'll break down all of that for y'all and we'll recap the MTV VMAs, which happened this week. Yes, they still happen. And the star of the VMAs this year was a slightly drunk Taylor Swift who was sipping something All night, and also, you can tell when a white girl's wasted when it's two
1: arms are in the air. When it's two (laughs) arms above the head, you're just like, Oh, she's gone. I, I, yeah, we lost her. We lost another one. (laughs) She's she is on the moon right now. That (laughs) is how you can tell.
2: I see myself in that, and that's why
0: I think it's lovely. Wow, wow. (laughs) More Taylor and Drew and other pop culture news from the week after this break.
3: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
0: All right. Certified Vox takeover this week. I'm joined by Rebecca Jennings and Alex Abad-Santos, two friends of the show, and I believe two friends of each other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except we've uh, never
2: met in person.
0: (laughs) Sam, do
1: you know that everyone thinks I'm just like an AI or a hologram at Vox? Like they're like, Alex never (laughs) comes out to happy hour. Alex never comes out for pizza. Every new hire is like, what's Alex like? And my editor's like, you're never going to meet him. It's
0: fine. Uh (laughs) Tell our listeners what y'all cover over at Vox.
2: I cover internet culture at Vox.
0: And I cover, I guess,
1: celebrity stuff, uh, Marvel stuff, anything anyone's obsessed
0: with stuff,
1: or <laughs> anything anyone wants to complain about stuff.
0: That's what I cover. <laughs> a perfect combination for this episode and the game this week. This game is called Intuit, Not Intuit. It's very, very simple. I share a story from the week, you tell me if you're into it or not. Sometimes I declare a winner. Sometimes we just smile and go home. We'll see. <laughs> the <Can't suspense>. wait. <laughs> we got to start with uh, the biggest, I think, entertainment story of the week. Y'all let me know are you into or not into Drew Barrymore bringing back her daytime <laughs> TV talk show this month without writers? in spite of the ongoing writer's strike.
2: I mean, (laughs) Jesus. You are talking to two WGA members.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to count you both down as a not into it for this. Hell no. I, I think I'm very not into, like,
1: the whole thing with Drew Barrymore is that they released a statement that was like, we are abiding by the rules of this thing. It's fancy language to say that you're scabbing. Yeah. Because it's just basically like you're abiding by the rules by not hiring any union people, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, just say that you're scabbing.
0: Well, I guess also to clarify, scabbing means basically crossing a picket line, breaking strike rules, not standing in solidarity with labor. People are saying Drew Barrymore is a big old scab right now. Uh, But long story short, during this strike, TV writers are not supposed to be working right now while the strike is going on. Mm -hmm. And Drew's talk show, even though it's a chat show, it's one that employs writers. There are writers who work on that show. And instead of just saying, I won't be back making this show until the writers are done striking, Drew is recording this week and doing the show without writers. In an Instagram statement, she said, I own this choice, but... I just you know what feels off to me about it all? Someone's still going to be writing copy for Drew. Oh yeah. It just won't be union writers and that feels really bad, Rebecca to me. I mean, am I wrong feeling this way?
2: It's literally scabbing and I think what's what's frustrating about her statement was that like we're working under the rules of the strike. It's like you're emphatically not because <laughs> the show itself is a struck show. So, nothing you do is going to be, quote, unquote, like, under the rules of the strike. Under the rules of the strike means the show is off, and that is the point of what a strike is. It's, like, taking away things that everybody wants to happen and makes a lot of money for people, but, like, when those people aren't paying their workers properly, then, like, sorry, you can't have it. And, and like, just saying to, like, we owe this to, like, the audience, or, like, you know, I'm doing a good thing by employing people. It's, like, you know you're not. You know
0: you're not. Well, Yeah. And part of the justification that Drew was giving a few days ago uh, was that this show is so necessary for people and so vital for people. (laughs) They need to have her voice in this show right now. And you know what? I love me some Drew Barrymore. I don't need her daytime talk show to survive in these perilous times. No. I don't.
1: I think, like, also historically, if you look at, like, the way talk shows have usually gone and, like, and I think also, like, late night talk shows is that— you'll see a host kind of cover, I guess, his writer's salaries, right? Because those hosts get paid so much. Yeah. And t- I'm thinking about, like, Stephen Colbert and, like, even Jimmy,
0: the, the, the late Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Not the late. <laughs> for those who haven't heard, apparently Jimmy Fallon's horrible to work for. There was an expose yes. on a toxic workplace environment on the Jimmy Fallon show, and who would have thought, given all the laughter in his interviews? right.
1: <laughs> and it's so weird because, like, like Drew Barrymore has built up so much goodwill with that People
0: talk show. Mm-hmm. People love her. You know, earlier in the strike, she kind of got points for solidarity because she announced that she had pulled out of hosting the MTV Movie Awards to stand mm-hmm. in solidarity with striking writers. So everyone thought she was on the right side. And then this— You know, she is saying, though, with her show coming back, that they are going to be following the rules because the guests they have on won't be allowed to talk about struck work. But is that enough?
2: It's like the show is a struck work. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) that's the thing. That's the thing. I will say, this story will not die. Since Drew announced it, it kind of just keeps getting worse. So once she came back for taping the show without writers. The WGA has been picketing the show, uh, including some of Drew's own writers. And then two people who were in the audience at one of the tapings said that they got thrown off set because they were wearing WGA pins. Yeah. What? Ugh. And then (laughs) this week, uh, in the midst of all this news, the National Book Awards uninvited drew to host their award show later on this year because they were like no baby no scab energy over here Mm -hmm. even the book people are like drew you can't (laughs) sit here wow
2: of course the book people are they're all writers (laughs) touche (laughs) touche
0: so i do wonder and i want y'all's take on this because i don't i can't figure this out Drew Barrymore is getting all the blowback for this, but she is not the only one in TV land and in talk show land doing this. The View has been taping all summer and has been crossing picket lines all summer to make their show, and no one's really said a thing about it. Um, Bill Maher announced this week that his show is coming back this month without writers, and no one really said anything. Why does Drew get so much blowback when she isn't the only talk show host doing this?
2: I mean, I think it's because nobody likes Bill Maher. Everybody knows he's an asshole. Like, (laughs) 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 Like, and I mean, I don't, I don't know the View too. I, you're right. I didn't even think about that because the View was just not part of my media diet. I think the Drew Barrymore show has such a bigger presence. But yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. I think there's a lot of um, hypocritical discourse happening, and also all the celebrities who liked Drew Barrymore's Instagram post. Some of them unliked it, but some of them did not. Oh my god. Okay, I will read out the list. <laughs> you have
1: the list. I love
2: it. <laughs> I have the list. Kristen Bell. That's
1: a WGA member.
2: <laughs> they all are. Oh, they're all SAG. They're all. No, I'm yeah. talking
1: about Rebecca's doing oh. her research Yeah, WGA. That's member. what writers
0: do, right? She's got a work, Kill Bill baby. list. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Jennifer Aniston has a history of liking. Um, <laughs> oh, not her. Um, not her. <laughs> Jennifer Garner, Lily Collins, Kara Delevingne, and. <laughs> Candace
0: Cameron Bure. Candace Cameron Bure. (laughs) Which, no
2: surprise there, but,
1: you know. Do you really want to be on the same side of history as Bill Maher (laughs) and Candace Cameron Bure if you're Drew Barrymore? (laughs) But, like, going back to your question, though, like, I think, like, also what factors in is that Drew Barrymore has been so successful creating, like, a successfully nice image of herself, -hmm. That you're just Mm -hmm. like okay, well, that's a good person, or that's like she must be a good person. It must be a good person, and then it's just like a lot, like a lot of these like good people on daytime television and like and talk shows, like Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Fallon, Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore. Who's next? Who's the next? Like, get behind me, (laughs) Kelly Clarkson, because (laughs) I'm so worried.
0: (laughs) What do you think? Does this say anything? bigger about where we're at with these strikes when i think about the view taping without writers when i think about bill maher coming back and drew coming back without writers is this a sign that like all that solidarity that existed at the start of the strike is starting to fade we're seeing more scabs we're seeing more exemptions we're seeing more folks say oh sorry got to get back to it i don't care about these strikes anymore
2: to me, it's like this is kind of an instance of like, okay, celebrities are just gonna celebrity. Like, yeah. there was, I was into another podcast about how like celebrities are like going to every single award show, every single event. Like, they'll go to an opening of an envelope these days because they're just like, they need to be in front of a camera. Like, yeah. they are, yeah. they're wilting. Why are you being so
1: mean to my boy, Paul Meskall? <laughs> I wow. know. I, I,
0: <laughs> After Sun is great. I don't know why wow. you're being so mean to him. I knew these celebrities were like desperate for attention when like everyone and their mother dressed like it was fashion week to go see Beyonce. Like oh, yeah. these people are desperate for attention right now and they're just like looking for yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Or like at the US Open. Did you see <laughs> yes. the US Open? It was so the horrible. acting on
1: display. <laughs> oh, <laughs> No one likes Novak Djokovic
0: that (laughs) much. More with Alex and Rebecca after the break. But first, if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. I ask you a lot because we need them. They help the show do well. We're trying to get to 2,000 reviews. And once that's done, I think there's talk of a pizza party, maybe even at Chuck E. Cheese. We're close. Help me out. Sam needs pizza. Sam I needs truly pizza do. and ski ball. So. Yes. <laughs>
1: please, yes.
0: Please help and support. Yes, Help me meet Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's what Chucky Cheese <laughs> stands for. Did you know that? Did you know that?
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— VAN29.com.
0: Next, are we into or not into the VMAs? It's the 2023
2: MTV Video Music Awards, live from Newark, New Jersey.
0: It happened this week. Yes, they still happen. Every year I'm <laughs> like, oh, they still do that. Good for them <gasps> over at MTV.
2: Alex, did you watch them?
0: I, of course, I I mean, I, I
1: watched the, perf- see, I think, okay, so I'm into, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this was like tradition, because it was just like, when I was a little kid, I was like, beginning of school was always like the VMA Awards week, and it was always like, who is going to do it? And then I kind of feel like since the big Kanye interruption, like, I don't care about who wins the awards anymore. And now I'm just like, who performed really well? And I feel like some of those performances, like, you'll still get, like, one or two really fun performances.
0: Did you enjoy the performances this year?
1: Um, okay. At the risk of dating myself. (laughs) Something about Olivia Rodrigo speaks to me. Because I, like, makes me feel like a teen that wants to roll their eyes and, like drive a Jetta, like, something wow. about her. Getting, I really miss it makes me
0: sad. The specificity of that Jetta reference. <laughs> right. Oh, my
1: God. All I know is the popular girls at my school all drove Jettas. <laughs> and Olivia Rodrigo's music makes me want to drive a Jetta real fast with, like, my best friend.
0: Yeah. She was, she was great. there at the show she did perform. I loved it. She has this <laughs> wonderful like mid to late 90s TRL energy <laughs> yes. like mismatched with like cool but nice high school cheerleader and with, like, also a, she can sing like a theater, theater kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Did you like it too, Rebecca? Did you watch the VMAs?
2: Um, I will say something really shady, and I actually like don't mm-hmm. mean it at all because I uh, just genuinely don't uh, know. Mm-hmm. But I did read the... I read the Vulture slash New York mag recap of the <laughs> uh, high lows and woes of the VMAs, and they said Olivia Rodrigo sang poorly and so i, I was don't
0: like, <laughs> and no and i read that and i was like you're wrong i watched that performance she hit those notes and she can she can hit those notes better than most of the bedroom pop girlies anyway i thought it was great i thought the set was cool at one moment in the performance the whole team on stage fakes as if the set is falling apart and then they flash out to the audience and selena gomez is legit worried for olivia <laughs> Well, they like set it on fire. It's they crazy. did <laughs> it did it was wild
2: but basically the reason why I didn't watch it was because it really hurts my heart to watch people like be bad at singing and so I, I skipped <sighs> it because I was like I, I like her I don't want to feel sad for her I'm just going to choose to believe she sang well and so thank I you for she hit the
0: Cardi B yeah. Megan they were really Cardi good Cardi B and Megan performed that new song that sounds just like their other song <laughs> um, <laughs> Lil Wayne performed and apparently he still got it um, Nicki Minaj hosted for the second time didn't know she's doing that now but i guess um nsync showed up but did not perform diddy and keisha cole diddy and keisha cole did a hip-hop at 50 tribute and keisha still got it you know Uh, i had forgotten about keisha cole still love her
1: no i had forgotten (laughs) i you know what plays in my head is i don't know if you know this like clip of like the keisha cole reality show and she has one episode when like Diddy comes on, and then they like sing Last Night, and he makes her do like 700 takes of it.
3: I'm screaming. No. Baby, won't you come and take my pain away? Wait, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm trying to scream it. No, you're
1: not. And she's killing every single take, and she just gets so mad at him. At one point, she just starts screaming into the microphone.
3: I love you so much. I'm yearning for your touch. Love
1: and that is the take they use. Way. And it's so... And, like, I don't care. Like, Last Night is such a banger. Like, all these years... It's a great song. It's
0: so good. And that's the Keisha Cole song. That is not a Diddy song. Right? Like... (laughs) I I just... I don't know how to feel about these award shows because I was going through highlights, watching performances. Like, I enjoyed Doja Cat's performance. I enjoyed watching Selena Gomez just make faces all night. The (laughs) hip-hop tribute was meh. It was cool, I guess, watching Taylor get a little bit drunk next to Ice Spice. But it's like... I will never again want to sit for three hours and watch that. All I want now are highlights. Like, all I want now are highlights. Is the era of the VMAs kind of over?
2: I would have said so if, like, my entire timeline wasn't full of just, like, Taylor Swift's drunk eyes. Because I really (laughs) personally enjoy that. I love... A drunk celebrity moment, and also, I think the funniest moment by far was the fact that like Selena Gomez was apparently like catching a lot of heat for like not not reacting enough or reacting too oh much, God, and then she posts on her Instagram story. She goes <laughs> in all black font. It's like, I will never be a meme again. I'd rather sit still than be dragged for being myself. Much love. And I'm like, girl, this is the most memeable moment you've ever had.
0: <laughs> I will say, I wonder. So, like Rebecca, you mentioned. Uh, Highlights were all over social media. Um, So in some ways, these shows are still popular. But like the pure ratings, like pure viewership on like TVs and stuff, they're Mm -hmm. abysmal at this point. Total viewers for the VMAs this year was measured to be 865,000 people. That's less than a million people. Oh, my God. And that is up from last year. Last year, it was only 630,000 people who were tuning in to actually watch. That's kind of crazy. That's there's
2: no way crazy. these things make money, right? Like they so must then what just are be they
0: for, doing? <laughs> I mean, I think you
1: also have to, like, if you ask MTV who, like, about those abysmal ratings, they will tell you, sure, the actual ratings are probably poor. But if you look at it across digital and whatnot, there's, like, millions and millions of views that come in. If you look at their Twitter, I bet you that Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, um performance probably has yeah. much more views than the
0: 800,000 people who looked at who watched last night. But here's the thing, when you get people to watch your award show on TV, the commercials in those award shows make MTV a bunch of money. Like a 30-second commercial for like Kia in the middle of the VMAs is like reliable advertising dollars. When you share or watch a twitter video of cardi and megan performing at the vmas there's usually not an ad run on that they're just making less money so it's like all right you have the impressions but the business model is not there yet an award show viewed through twitter video is not making mtv as much money as people in seats watching the whole thing on tv
2: I have to assume it's just like the fact that MTV can still say, look at all these celebrities, we can get into a room, even though MTV plays yeah. like nothing but repeats of like what's that random show? Like ridiculous. Ridiculousness. ridiculousness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like Peak VMA was when uh Madonna kissed Britney and Christina Aguilera. Yes. Right. How
1: could it hurt you?
0: After that, I don't need it no more. I don't need it. (laughs) Uh, So I forgot to actually tabulate this and write this down. Are y'all into these awards or not?
2: I'm kind of into them. I love the pageantry. I think it's fun to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, that happened last night. Didn't know about it, but I do enjoy these videos of Taylor Swift being um, blackout. You think
0: she was really drunk? Uh, Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes, but I think it was. I think it was intentional. Um, Okay.
0: She wanted to get drunk. She's
2: like... I'm single I'm relatable I'm about to re-release yeah, yeah. 1989 her drunkest album so yeah,
0: wait why on. is that one her drunkest album
2: that's just the, the one where you can actually like dance to the song
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you
2: could have been getting down
1: And also, you can tell when a white girl's wasted when its two arms are in the air, when its two arms above the head. You're just like, oh, she's gone. I, I, she's, yeah. oh, we lost her. We lost another one. She, year. she is on the
0: moon right now. That yeah. is how you can tell.
2: I see myself in that, and that's why I think it's lovely.
0: It's the Scarlett Johansson dance from Marriage Story. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that is. one? I got it. Yeah, I, I got it. She's a great dancer. Infectious. She makes me wish I could dance. More of the game with Alex and Rebecca after the break.
4: Calling all female runners, it's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why Milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community-building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com.
0: Last question for y'all. Are we into or not into USA Today posting two new job listings this week? One is a reporter job to cover only Taylor Swift, and the other is another reporter job to cover only Beyonce.
2: Um, I want to hear Alex's opinion because, as someone who described themselves <laughs> earlier as a Marvel reporter, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness, I feel like the Beyonce reporter is going to have a lot less work to do when Beyonce finishes this tour and goes into hiding. Yeah. and Like leaves us with nothing. Uh, the Taylor job seems a lot more difficult because that like requires like numerology. You're going to need some kinds- help from the
0: CIA to get up in there.
1: <laughs> right. Is that reporter really gonna know more than, like, the Swifties? I don't think so. The Swifties have, like, turned it, like, following Taylor Swift into a full-time 24-7 operation. Like, it's a black ops operation at this point, right? Well, did you see
2: in the job listing, it was like, must be willing to travel extensively. And I was like, oh,
0: shit! (laughs) Wow. This job posting also says that the role requires a valid driver's license, reliable transportation, and the minimum liability insurance required by state law. So basically, there's saying, yeah, you're driving to every concert. Get in. <laughs> I will say, if you really want to investigate deeply Taylor Swift or Beyonce, the last thing you should do is publicly name a Taylor Swift or Beyonce reporter. <laughs> <laughs> that just tells Taylor Swift's camp right. and Beyonce's camp who to fully ignore. <laughs> yeah. Tree Pain is going to block that man <laughs> yes. or woman. Yes. Or them. Like you're pre-blocked. It, you have no access. God.
2: And uh, what I think is funny is that, like, this job was advertised as, like, a video job. So, basically, this is a professional fan cam producer. <laughs> and, like, let's not pretend it's anything else. Like, this, this person is going to be, like, pop crave just for one artist and also, like, making video slideshows being, like... At her most recent album, uh, Taylor Swift, and now it's yeah. like, oh, like, it's yeah. depressing in the sense that it's like kind of a bellwether for like the state of journalism, especially Yo. the fact that Gannett, their parent company, employs like, or used to employ all of these local journalists, owns all these local papers, and has gotten rid of like hundreds and or thousands of them in the past year, couple of years. But, you know, this is, the Taylor Swift reporter job is not the cause of that. Yeah. This is what gets clicks and views. Totally. not um, important investigations into like school systems and Tennessee. It's yeah. also
1: like a stunt, right? It's got <laughs> <It's gone. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Like it's clout USA chaser. Today's
0: stunt queen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on. Oh, like this job listing just came out of nowhere and just
0: appeared. Yeah. It they, was knew just like, they, yeah, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I will say, USA Today's parent company, Gannett, Laid off 400 employees uh, about a year ago, and then they cut six percent more of its staff last December. So, like y'all are laying off the folks who cover cops and courts, but you got money for a Beyonce reporter and a Taylor reporter, and I love them both. But like the math ain't mathing. Also, tell me this: Do you think the pay is enough? The range for these two jobs is between 2163 and 5087 an hour. Is that enough?
2: Well, so I actually did the math. Fifty dollars an hour would be like hundred k, and oh, I think like that's that's, a, that that's a decent amount. But you know, this company is not paying on the high end of this range.
0: <laughs> they
2: are paying twenty one dollars an hour and not a cent more.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, if I'm thinking about the torture I would subject myself to as someone having bylines on Beyonce pieces or Taylor's pieces. Just for the social media blowback to every piece I write, I would need half a million dollars Oh, a year. yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't think of anyone, or any one I guess, beat reporter who would be more scrutinized than the Taylor Swift beat reporter, because it's just like yep. every single word would have to be the most precise word, and even then, you're alienating even probably that. like 60% of the fan base.
0: Hypothetical. Y'all are the assignment editors for the Beyonce reporter and the Taylor reporter, What's the first story you assign each of them?
2: Here's, okay. Here's what I think that this job actually is, though, because I think you guys are giving too much. You guys are giving too much credit to USA Today. You guys are thinking that oh, this is going to be like an investigative reporter. Yes, that's what I no. want. What I
0: want is for the Beyonce reporter to figure out what the fuck went down that elevator. You think
2: that this journalist? No, this journalist I, is here to be know. like watch her slay at her most recent tour and like she's literally
0: <laughs> making a fan cam.
2: I swear to God, this is like a professional fan. It's job.
1: like ten times Taylor Swift oh, slay, yeah. ten times Beyonce yes. slay. Here's what I want the job to <laughs> On be August. Third,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be like a serial level investigation. So like Nisha with the Best Buy phone call and cell towers. I want that level of investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But into like what caused the fight on the elevator or which of Taylor's exes would ever go on the record and talk about the relationship. I want that level of investigative work.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, But I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going
0: to do that. Uh, you get one more budget line at any paper. What other celebrity should have a reporter devoted just to that celebrity? Timmy Chalamet. Oh, God. Make it stop. <laughs> I, would hire no. Cl- I would
1: hire Club, Club Chalamet. Chalamet.
0: <laughs> What's Club Chalamet? <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we have lost the plot, but I'm fine with it. Tell me. What is what is Club Chalamet?
2: Okay, so you may have seen the news that Timmy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner were making out at the, first the Renaissance tour. And then second, they were just like kind of sitting together at the U.S. Open. there. You know how all celebrities have, like, XYZ updates, like, on Twitter or something? Um,
0: like an account like devoted. that just posts updates of them. Yeah, like, on okay. De
2: Armas updates or something. Um, and so, there's one for Timmy called Club Chalamet. Uh, and it was like, <laughs> everybody, like, we know this is, like, a tough week because we've seen, like, confirmation that Kylie and Timmy were, like, together. And then this woman behind it uh, kept um, sort of... Accidentally revealing things that showed this was not your average celebrity update Twitter channel. This woman is 47. And she (laughs) posted something on 9-11 being like, So, I actually got a job offer to work in the World Trade Center a few weeks or days before 9 11, and something told me it wasn't right, so I didn't take it. And it's like, hang on. This
0: isn't Club Chalamet? This is Club Chalamet. Chalamet. (laughs) And Club Chalamet
1: also has pictures with like Timmy's family and Timmy Uh. himself. And it's just like, I'm completely intrigued by this.
0: (laughs) I've told y'all my theory of Timothy Chalamet, right? Like, as soon as he hit the scene and started doing press, I was like, I don't know what it is, but. Mm -hmm. You know what his energy is? His energy is white kid in high school who was really proud of his rapping skills. Like, that was his energy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Lo and behold. Yeah. Timmy.
3: It's your boy, Lil Timmy. Boy,
0: boy, He is. He was. He was a white rapper in high school. We've reached the end of the game. Uh, Should we declare a winner here? I'm going to say the winner of the game The winner of the week is Mrs. Club Chalamet. We know about her now. I mean, doing the work. Doing the work. Into Into it. it.
1: Absolutely (laughs) into it. Nothing I'm more into into at the moment (laughs)
0: than than Mrs. Club Chalamet. Also, that means that Janae is going to have to keep our entire Chalamet interlude in. (laughs) Sorry, Janae.
2: Yeah, (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right, thanks again to Vox Culture Reporters Alex Abad Santos and Rebecca Jennings. Also, thanks again to Olivia Rodrigo. I thought you sounded great. I want to
1: try the Jetta with you.
0: <laughs> Remember when there was a time when Volkswagen <laughs> Jettas all smelled like crayons inside? Yes. That was yes. an iconic moment.
1: There is there is no more popular high school girl car than a Jetta. A Jetta was designed to be no, driven. No, but by if the your parents got
0: you a Mustang, you were it. You were it. We had a girl in high school who had like a tricked out Jeep Wrangler, and oh. she would come to school and be like, "I was off roading. It's so muddy," but she would just <laughs> pour mud on top of it. She was not off roading.
2: Wait, just for the aesthetic?
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm into that. Because (laughs) 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 we'd look under the bottom of the car and be like, the bottom of the car has no (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, her name was, literally her name was Becky. Not even lying. I'm not lying. I swear to you. I
2: can't defend any Beckys as a a Becca. I can't defend. And that
0: woman turned into Club Chalamet. (laughs) Alright, thanks again to my guests Alex Abad-Santos and Rebecca Jennings Go find their work over at Vox And occasionally New York Magazine uh, Alright, it's hosted by me, Sam Sanders The show is produced by Janae West Travis Larchuk, Gabi Grossman Jelani Carter and Taka Zinn Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman Our engineer is Daniel Turek Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder And the executive producer of audio At Vox Media Is Nishat Kurwa we're back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Until then, follow and support Club Chalamet. Someone has to.
1: Tip, 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 Timmy. It's
0: your boy, Lil Timmy Tim.